Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. (laughs) Yeah. another brand new episode of Black to the Future podcast. Yes! We are black, black, black again. And I actually have a lovely guest here who I am so excited. It's uh, So y'all know I've been talking about trying to get someone who has been in ballroom for like the longest. And it's like, Jesus was like, you know what? I'm going to help you this time. And I'm like, yes, praise God. So I have a lovely newfound sister. I just met her a few weeks ago on Trans Visibility Day. Um, and we did this wonderful event together. She is wonderful, fantastic. And I had seats her down at Club Escape and we had a cute kiki there. That was really cute. So um, she is um, an expert boger and she is um, a community health advocate and a motivational speaker. And she is from Chicago because, duh, that's where all the best bitches at. Um, <laughs> I am here with the lovely and talented Maya Brown. Woo! Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, this is a great opportunity. <laughs> of course. I'm so happy. And, you know, I'm because we be real on here because yeah. it don't be time for all the extra bullshit. And so, unfortunately, her camera doesn't work right now. So I can't see her illustrious and beautiful oh. and stunning <laughs> mug like and, and I'm going to put the I'm going to put her information in the bottom. So y'all need to go and look and Thank see you. how stunning my sis is like she's. <laughs> 
stunning, gorgeous, all the things. So, like, I can't see her face right now, but I really wish I could. She's so gorgeous. No, technology is an ass, you know? <laughs> and it's not even a good ass. It's one of the flat ones. Like, it's not yeah. even good. It's not even plump. It don't even sit up. It's not even giving. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to everyone, um, you can tell them your, of course, your name, of course, again, if you'd like, uh, your pronouns, and then um, how you identify and your orientation and all that kind of stuff. Yes, thank you. Um, so my name is Maya Brown. Um, that is my name when I'm working and things like that. Most folks of the ballroom community may know me as Legendary Maya Basquiat, which is the house that I am currently Yay! in right now. Yes, shouts out to my house. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And, you know, sometimes, of course, we know working in this work, it may change. So I may be they and then. Mm. Um, I am like, I'm Years later, it, I kind of started identifying as pansexual um, Ooh, and, you know, just being open. I was not subject to only one gender. Um, yes, I am a trans identified woman, but I myself, is, I'm just me. You know, I live for me and my truth for me, for my sisters, you know, and for love for myself and just be an example to truly be yourself, no matter what people have to say. So yeah, that's me. Oh, come on now. Amen, amen. And like we say on this show, the most importantly, a woman. <laughs> and so, and firstly, I thank you for saying that and letting yourself be open and available because I'm trying to get myself there, to be honest. Like you said, pansexual, I'm just like, oh God, I wish I can be there, but... <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not there yet. I'm still not there yet. I'm still... Um, I'm, I'm, Jesus is working. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you sharing that. And of course, if y'all don't know what pansexuality is at this point and you own this episode, y'all need to go back like quite a few episodes and go learn more <laughs> about it. Take it home, babe. Baby. Because that's, that's, that's like queer 101, like you like. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of every episode, we love to ask the question, how is your Blackness? So how are you as a Black person, Maya, doing right now? Yeah, so um, I honestly can say now in this season of my life, mm -hmm. um, in this day, I'm doing absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, if this question was asked to me, say a few months ago, you know, a couple days ago, um, it was different, mm -hmm. you know, and I am vocally okay with saying that, you know, that it, that it was different, you know, we change as being not only a black person, but a black queer trans person, mm -hmm. a black person in society today. Um, you know, everything of our being will always forever be that whether it's the history, whether we are who we are in this moment, um, but ourselves, our mental health, our, our self-expression, um, gender dysphoria, all of these different things play a part on a daily basis. Mm. So I will honestly say in this moment, I feel beautiful. I'm excited mm. to be in this space with a beautiful sister, to have met you, um, to be able to self-express and just really open up about my, myself and be um, comfortable. You know, my Blackness is, is, is one of many challenges. It's colorful. Mm. Um, I have come down so many obstacles, but I'm still here. So I utilize those experiences to be an example, not only for 
um, the younger generation, but just as a people as a whole, you know, mm. it's so much stigma that is placed on us as trans black queer people, trans people as a whole, mm. um, as far as like our sexual behaviors, things like that, that I want to break that stigma and that stereotype and really just show all girls, shows, show society that we are more than just that we're smart, we're beautiful. Mm. So yeah, that's my blackness. I am my sisters. I am colorful. I am resilient. I am driven, goal oriented, and it's so much more to me um, to offer into life. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> just one just came on here to preach. We got to add a new title to y'all. <laughs> we're like we're like Pastor Maya of, of the House of Basquiat. <laughs> we just listen. I don't mind speaking a little word, man. Baby, because you just try to deliver it. You was just like, this is everything that you just said resonated with me. And every single, I, I really want, and we, you and I have the same mindset around it, is that blackness as a whole is so deep and so diverse and has so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to show up as my full self and my blackness is so ingrained in my transness, in my queerness, in my womanhood. It's so ingrained in all that stuff. And, you know, I feel like, you know, people be wanting you to pick and choose which one you want to show up as. And I'm just like, grum all these things. Every time I step, every room I step into, every space I'm blessed and I have an opportunity to go into, girl, this is it. You finna get me authentically off rip because in real life, in real life, I had to pretend and do extra shit and act yeah. like this wasn't it and da 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 And, you know, I feel like people who have that level of privilege who ain't never had to thought about any of that shit before, they mm-hmm. just get to just move and maneuver however they want. But it's like we had to choose and make decisions and think cautiously. Even today, to this, to this day, like even today, I went to Target and a, a piece walked up to me and I'm just like, oh Lord, what it's about to be. And it's yeah. so much, it's baby, I'm child. <laughs> and so, and it's so much to be thinking about because it, it's, it's so much nuance and so many, so many layers to it. And I really wish that everyone would recognize that. Like, I'm not just showing up black. I'm showing up with all these other things that come with being black and all these other identities. And that doesn't take away from my, uh, who I am it just makes me more interesting more nuanced more diverse and you know that's what I'd be wanting for our culture to be understanding as it is so yeah I agree it's just really wholeheartedly just um getting comfortable with standing in your truth being authentic to yourself you know mm-hmm. what I mean I think that with our culture with our community um it's it's you're either femme or you're not mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think that you don't necessarily have to dress because I, I dress like a tomboy sometimes mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that when we come into the, the trans lifestyle we look at it like okay well in order for me to be respected as a trans woman I have to do things that I may not be comfortable with mm-hmm. and that's even surgical mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a thin girl you know what I mean mm-hmm. and just because I don't have certain sur- all of these different surgeries the body and things like that does not mean that I'm not trans it doesn't right. mean that I don't stand with the community it just means that what I want for myself is just different from you but mm-hmm. we are still in 
the same processes and go through the same struggles, just different times. So. Exactly. Amy, I'm glad yeah. you said that because I, I and some, sometimes people like to ask as particular as it pertains to like body and stuff like that, mm-hmm. maybe like, you know, they like to ask me if you didn't have to get any body done, if you didn't have to do any of these things, if you didn't have to get on moans and people just understood you and just said, oh, I see you for who you are. Just however I was looking and presenting before what I have gone through, all of the steps that I went through. And I'm just like, you know what? Probably not because if people just looked at me and said, I see you and understand you. And I'm when I mean everyone, I mean every single person and not just, yeah. you know, one collective. But I mean, every single person. There's probably trans people who wouldn't want to go through all those procedures. And then more so than that, there's some of us who can't go through any of those procedures. They have mm-hmm. blood conditions or heart conditions or the or the more common thing is they ain't got the coins. They ain't got the funds mm-hmm. to be able to do any of this shit. And, 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 and it's expensive. Uh, yep. Our lifestyle is very, very expensive. You know, that all of them surgeries, like literally surgery starting at 10,000, 20,000 and you're subjecting yourself to, you know, having to keep up with all of this upkeep. And that's not even with the follow-ups because Mm. some people think just like me, I have, I have breast augmentation surgery 10, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. And with the specific implant that I have, I have to get done every six to 10 years. I'm a year over, you know, and it's because financially, Shit, I'm gonna be paying the same amount for another set. Hello. Pretty much. You know, and at the time when I got mine done, I paid seventy five hundred dollars for them. You know, mm-hmm. and that's expensive, especially now. So the upkeep, just the processes is very expensive. And when you don't have it, it plays a part on again your mental because you're like, mm-hmm. damn, why I don't have or I wanna be the and I, I want to live up to this lifestyle. You know, am am I not supposed to do that? Then gender dysphoria kick in and it's like, oh, I feel like a man or I feel this way or I feel that way. You know, it's so many, like you said, different layers with our lifestyle that most don't even understand and most couldn't even really stand two days in the shoes that we walk in. You know, They, they can't even begin to fathom like the 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 thought process you have to even begin to go through and it's like i i wish people would just see our humanity in that because it's like we just trying to exist how we see ourselves like you don't see one of my favorite things and i'm gonna backtrack to childhood because we're gonna talk about that in a minute but (laughs) when i i don't know if you ever got this when you was younger they was just like why you talk like a girl why you act like Mm -hmm. a girl they give you all that and then here's me transition grown adult now i'm a grown woman and they're just like you're not a girl I'm just like, yeah. girl, which one is it? Which which one is it going to be? Because it's like, which 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 one is like, you know, you, you act like this, you talk like this, Aflac, like we see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, okay. but then you grow up and it's like, no, we don't see it for you. And it's like, all right, okay. So I can't win for losing. I just, yeah. I, I can't just get to be myself. I can't just be the way I want to be. And it's like, I want the kids that's coming up now to be able to say, no, I don't need all that. You know, I could do it however I see fit. And I, you know, like my baby, Zaya Wade, I'm just like, every time I look at her, I'm just like, oh, that's me when I was little. I just, I just, (laughs) 
I see so much of myself in her and, you know, yeah. I want her to just thrive and be happy. If she want to get the work done, if she want to do that when she gets older and she's 18, because again, people think that children can't undergo those procedures and I'm just like, no, but yeah. when she turns 18 and she wants to do what she wants to do, trust, she, do you know her parents? Lord have mercy. <laughs> the coins on it. But period. It's not that's that's a drop in the bucket. Like Dwayne Wade gonna be like, huh? And then turn around, come back, and she just gonna be like snatched and anyway. And I mean, okay, we, and we can get into that too. This is like I'm so excited because it's so much that I wanna say and it's just so much that we can tap into. But just even to touch base on that, like I literally was just watching a video of him talk about his kids and the way that he talks about her specifically is the way that I myself would have wanted to be talked about and to by my father. Mm. Unfortunately, that was not the case. And that's probably not the case for a lot of girls. But I, I, I like to say this, and I want everyone to know, to any father or anyone is a potential father, any male figure who even listens or who can come across this, this um, podcast, whatever the case may be, understand that having that much support from your father and coexisting as a trans body, mm. having that much support and love and understanding by your father means so much. And and when you come down to stigma and you come down to, to SCIs and SCDs and, you know, homelessness and mental health and behavioral health, a lot of those things can be prevented because a lot of folks, you know, they get put out, mm. they have to survive, mm -hmm. they engage into high-risk sexual activities, escorting and things like that, mm -hmm. molestation takes part, substance use takes part, all of these things that takes part because the in the black home we turn our backs on things such as trans and queer and lgbtq mm. individuals so who am i going to learn from besides experience mm. how am i going to understand my coexistence besides experience and with experience comes failure you fall many a times or you engage into activities or you take place into things that you learn from some of us don't learn right away. Hello. So now you engage in into these two or three times and you learn it from your mistakes. But if I had that much love and support from my father, from my parents, a lot of those mistakes could have been prevented. My mental health could have been a lot better. Mm -hmm. You know, self-love could have been a lot better. Insecurities and, and, and things like that could have been different. Relying on a man to make me feel good. And now he's beating on my ass would not have happened had I been protected and been taught how to be loved from home. You know what I mean? Mm. So I adore and I admire the relationship that Dwayne Wade has with her. Mm -hmm. And I really, again, I admire, I adore and I, I look up to her because she is a true example of what I foresee trans existence to be in young trans youth moving forward in the future. This is what I want to see happen more. Come on past. <laughs> <laughs> she really okay y'all she really came on here and she is preaching and this is just the first 15 minutes just the this is just the first segment like <laughs> i am so thankful for you i am so glad we got you because this you are blessing our lives and our ears right now i'm gonna just <laughs> i'm gonna be light in the air after this i can already <laughs> tell like like you changed my life with this so i am so excited um so 
we're going to take a small break and we done talked about Zaya Wade and her father and her relationship. And you already kind of mentioned a little bit about your father. So we're going to take a small break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about your family dynamic and where you came from and where you and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be right back. Jesus. Okay. All right, so we are back with the legendary <laughs> pastor <laughs> oh, oh. of the of the Be- of the Beulah Baptist Church Choir Episcopal uh-huh. of South Central. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speak it, speak it. And, and God Church in Christ. <laughs> Maya Brown, uh, a house of Basquiat, and and she has already dropped the jams. Uh, uh, ladies, gentle, gentle, ladies, gentle dams and non-binary folks. <laughs> I like that. Oh yes, and variations thereupon. I never want to leave nobody out. So we talked a little bit about a little bit about the family history already. So where did you come from, Maya? How did you start? What was your family dynamic and all that stuff? Woo! Yes, love me. Um, <laughs> yes, <yeah>, so <laughs> so I I'm uh, born and raised in the city of Chicago, South Side. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up in what we call Motown, um, which my father is known. He's a gang leader in that area, mm. um, and I. You know, growing up, it was it was one that was very confusing. It was very, you know, difficult. Of course, like all of us, because I was young, queer, trans, didn't understand what it was. My body was going through so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can say honestly, like growing up being bullied and mm-hmm. things like that in school, it it was I didn't know why. You know, I didn't know what was going on. So I'll say like three, between three and seven, you know, I had started to take my grandma's shirts and put them on and tie, tie belts around them, you know, singing yep. in the mirror, things like that. And he was um, the only you know, one. He was the only one. <laughs> you know, with just the towel me. on the head, you was yeah. every woman. <laughs> And back then, you know, they um they wore this drawstring ponytail, so I would take my grandmother's ponytail and stick it in my hair because I had long hair then. And, Come on, um, I, I love the diet for that. <laughs> you just, just just tie that on real quick. You thought, uh-huh. baby, yes, all the things. Um, so yeah, like I, I I I grew up, you know, not knowing what was going on along my my journey. Um. My mom was a beautiful mother, you know, mm-hmm. father was a gang leader. Um, I grew up without my father. My father um, disowned me because my mother was a young mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't disown me because of sexuality. He disowned me because my mother, again, being a young mother, conceived me at 14, had me at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, she told him that I wasn't his, you know, she was young. She was hot and, you know, doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just growing up confused about sexuality, but not having my father and then seeing my mom, you know, eventually uh, me knowing now was then doing drugs, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, along my journey, I was molested, Mm -hmm. uh, sexually abused several times in my life. No, no. And I want to say this, it had nothing to do with my sexuality because I've always felt, Mm. um, that I was a female. I never felt as if I was a male. Mm. Although my genitalia said one thing, 
my mental, my mannerisms, my every being of me was a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it was. I just didn't understand what it was then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became, you know, unruly, you know, getting bullied because I had a switch in my head, softness in my voice and a broken <laughs> wrist, you know. <laughs> and I was very good because I fought. I, I had to fight, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? On the south side, um, town, baby. <laughs> It, it, it was it was not a good like feeling so I moved a lot um at about 14 I became um you know like I was in and out of the house um started to go through homelessness mm. and things like that about 15 16 um I end up coming out verbally as being um gay and I was just like, okay, it's more to me than just this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would jump in and up out of drag. But at that time, mm-hmm. you know, I really did not know, you know, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But it made sense then because, you know, back then we would go get our makeup from Walgreens, the Met Moose <laughs> and all of the things, you know. You might have to mop a thing or two. You might be like, let me just go ahead and just... You know, <laughs> I take my little uh, razor because I didn't know about arching eyebrows and I just shaved my eyebrows and eyebrows thin as a pencil. Baby. You know, and, um, but I knew that I was doing something that I wanted. And mm-hmm. when I had talked to my grandmother, you know, I'm like, grandma, I want to be a girl. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma was the one who raised me. She took me in from birth, mm-hmm. you know, and my grandma was the one who understood and knew who I was. She knew that I was gay. She knew that I was going to be a girl because I was so feminine and everything like that. But my grandma loved me unconditionally and she kept me close to her. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, with all that was going on in my life with my mom and everything like that, my grandma never turned her back on me. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started to, to get into my transition you know, secretly. And at this time, we were doing street moms. You know, you'll go oh. up north and then they had the premium pills, the like yellow pills. You mm-hmm. go up north and get your for a dollar or two or things like that. Don't know the you dosage. Know. You just taking it. Don't know nothing. Don't know not a nothing. nothing. And you, you getting other shots from other girls and things like that. And at this time, like, I was like, again, 17, 18, I was I I started to get into ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was introduced to ballroom because I had just moved back to Chicago. I was staying with some people I had just met. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was going through homelessness, and um, these people we they introduced me to street walking. That's when we all used to go on Halstead, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain time, then bail mine at a certain time to get a coin. But I was one of those girls that I I I was scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did not know how to do that. And still to this day, I just can't do it. I tried it one time and I was like, I just can't do it. I'm scared. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know what will happen to me. And at this time, it wasn't as even close, remotely close to from what I know. Right. As bad as it is now and unsafe as it is now. You know, it probably was, but I was not, you know, aware of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just me going through these processes and still again trying to find out my body I'm introduced to ballroom and at this time I was you know introduced to walk realness because although it was I was new to doing drag mm-hmm. I was a girl who for me to be still learning I was a fishy girl you know right. like they, like she's one of the girls mm-hmm. and um you know 
with all of this going on, my family, they didn't understand. So they were still misgendering me. Mm. And, you know, I come around here and there. And, um, but they'll be mad at you. <laughs> and you'll show you know, up and then, but Cindy, I don't know if you've had those experiences, but they'll just be like, see, you, if you just show up and look regular, this wouldn't happen. It's just like, yeah, yeah. And, and you, I had to, I had to own that. Mm. This is my lifestyle. This is what I wanted to do. And with the support of my grandmother, I was able to pursue. So I disappeared for a year. Mm -hmm. And at this time I had really fully committed. I was about 18, mm -hmm. 19 around this time. I'm like, I'm really going to become a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going to do it. So about 18, I got my gender marker changed on my ID to female. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, I was like, damn, okay, I'm almost there. So at this time, again, I in, was introduced to this white man um, from my friend, you know, and he wanted to take care of the girl, you know? I mean, baby, <laughs> some, sometimes you just be like, well, I guess so. If you want to take care of the doll, then you can take care of it. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> And so, like, I, you know, at that time, I was struggling. I was going through so much. And he, it wasn't nothing like any sexual things like that. He just knew, like, off conversation, you know, me expressing my story and where I come from, my mm -hmm. struggles, sexual abuse, mental abuse, mm -hmm. you know, being sold for drugs, all these different things. He was like, I just want you to be in a better place. What can I do to help you? And I was like, okay, well, I do want my um, breast implants. He ended up getting that done for me. Mm. Um, and then he was like, what else do you need? And I was like, well, I need a place to stay, like mm. comfortable, consistent place. So he said, well, you find an apartment, I'll, I'll have it. I found an apartment about this time. I was like 19, going on 20, mm -hmm. found the apartment. He paid it up for a year. I was staying up north on Lawrence and Walcott handled that yeah. and um yeah like I ended up getting my breasts done that was like one of my gifts to myself in March 11th of 2001 2000 no March 4th 2011 I got my breasts done mm. and um that was the year I was turning 21 so I was like the girl, oh, you, you know? you was feeling it then you <laughs> was like wait till I come in with these <laughs> girls they're not gonna be able to take me they're not gonna be able to take me <laughs> and, and it was just that it came with so much drama. Like, it was a lot of different things that had, like, occurred. Like, I was always in something, you know. I, and I'm not going to lie, because I, I, I'm i very honest. Like, mm -hmm. at that time, I was the girl. So, I, um, I did kind of let a lot of it get to my head. Mm -hmm. And I forgot self, you know. So... I was up north all the time with, with my breasts and, you know, now I got all this money and I'm throwing money as if I had it like that. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this, in all of those things and, you know, I understanding, I didn't understand what I had. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. And I ended up losing it and I got humbled so quickly. Mm -hmm. And honestly speaking, it had really messed with me um, because I became depressed mm. um I just and I ended up moving to Vegas and doing all different things mm. like talk to all different type of guys um and just really was I had lost myself drinking heavy came um overwhelmed like I'm drinking all the time popping pills mm. and even engaging into other drug activities mm. you know what I mean um and at this time it was like either pills or cocaine you know what I mean? you know right and 
I did it because I didn't know what me, who I was. Mm-hmm. And I felt as if these things were helping me be a better person. Like, I felt like, oh, girl, you you fab now. You know what I mean? Right. It's taking away the hurt in that moment. It's a right. numbing feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, after all this is gone, I'm just like, I'm still, I'm still dealing with this. I lost my, my home that I had. I'm back dealing with homelessness. You know, I went to stand in foreclosure homes. I mm-hmm. the same home that I was living in with my grandmother. I went to living in third below zero weather, only mm-hmm. had one space heater, no hot water, no water, living in there. No, but no one ever knew. Mm-hmm. And because I was so prideful right. and I had about this time I was Maya in ballroom I was the fem queen performance girl stick to stay trophy winner of the year girl right. always on point all these type of things so I was not gonna allow you know once you get to that point you're not allowed to well that's the ballroom well you you can I, and I appreciate I'm sorry to cut you off but I do get right. it I get like especially within our culture it's like Mm -hmm. you you're you're looked at and if you become one of those girls if you become one of those figures if you become one of those leaders in community you're not allowed to misstep you're not allowed to fumble you're not allowed Mm -hmm. to make a mistake because so many people are watching you and people Mm -hmm. are so quick to take it all away from you and um and you know I, I hear you and I recognize that and I'm sorry you had to go through all of those things and you know and you felt like you had to put on the front basically to in order to mm-hmm. continue to receive the accolades and the support and, and continue this facade and I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that but I appreciate you sharing but you can keep going I just wanted to say that. Thank you yeah no I, I, it was what was put out there that and I was even told this at one point and you know, I think even like my twin, um, Karma, um, me and her, uh, she uh, was shout one out of the to ones. Karma with those big yes, old pretty yes. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, me and her, she she helped me through a lot of things. She was the one who, you know, when I didn't have anything, like she was like, girl, come on, we're going out. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, I stayed at her house, you know, we eat. She was like, girl, let's go eat. She'd pay for it, things like that. Mm-hmm. And she did it because she loved me and she wanted to make sure that I win. You know, mm-hmm. even when I got to a place to where I was drinking too much or doing this too much, she would tell me, girl, okay, no shade. I understand, you know, I ain't gonna tell you what to do, but girl, now you just doing too much or you, you know, right. and I'm, I'm blessed and I'm grateful to have had a friend like that and to have a friend like that mm-hmm. because she was the one who told me, girl, you ain't got to put your business on, on social media all the time. You know, you don't have to answer to no one about, you know, the things that you go through. Mm-hmm. And she introduced to me that I'm my, the words that I speak out of my mouth and the blessing that I have over myself is way stronger than the obstacles and the trauma that I've experienced and that I've been through. Come on. So one day, and all of these different things that was going on, you know, I had lost my vision, like partial of my vision in my right eye because I was punched in my eye mm. back in 2011. You know, I was hit by cars, guns mm. pulled out on me. Mm. Um, my mother had went to prison at this time for five years. And at Brown, this time was like 25-ish, mm. like, like literally in the prime of my transition. Right. And... Um, I did not know what being a woman was, how to be a woman, mm-hmm. what femininity is, or, you know, 
all of these different things that I wanted to learn from my mom. And it just seemed like everything was happening in that moment. And karma was there for me. And I grew up a, a, a attachment and gravitation to her mom. Her mom loves on me. And I call her mom, mom. Mm-hmm. And her mom, you know, started telling people that I was hugged her baby that they didn't know about. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I admire that. And I took it. And all of these different things that I had went through, I said, I'm going to use this to help other people. Mm. I'm going to take all of my experience and I'm going to help. And one day, uh, me and Karma, Karma pulled over. I'll never forget it. And I was going through a depression because my mom was in prison. I was going through things, physical depression, all type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karma's like, pray right now for whatever it is. Pray about it right now. Pray about it. So we stopped. I'm crying. We hold hands. We praying. And I was praying for my mom to get home because my grandmother became to get more sicker. Mm-hmm. And my sister was in prison. We had lost my nephew. She lost my nephew in prison mm-hmm. um, through the pregnancy. Um, and it was just a number of different things that was just weighing on me because I'm the oldest. I have little siblings, you know, the all these different things, mm-hmm. the responsibilities. So I'm like, God, this is just too much. And I just really need peace and I need things to change and I need my mom home and I'm praying about these things and I guarantee you not two days later my grandmother calls me and said your mom's coming home mm. and when I tell you I call karma and I'm like do you know I'm crying I'm like good my mama coming home she's like I told you that your the, the words that you have is way more powerful than the obstacles and the trauma that you go through. Mm-hmm. And from that day forward, I always told myself that I'm going to be vocal in the most positive light. Everything that I want, I'm going to speak it. Everything that I want to do, I'm going to speak it. Everything that I want for my community to experience and to see in the good and in the, in, in the delight, I'm going to speak it. All the things that I want to be um, removed from me that are hindering me and holding me back, I'm going to speak it against it. And I just took all of these things now. Mm. I have been positioned to live where I want to live now, the car that I have, mm. you know, I went in there with no no credit, bad credit, and walked out with a car. Mm. The job that I have, I'm ever so grateful to be doing what I do in the community. Um, all of the awards that I've gotten from Windy City Times and 30 Under mm. 30 and working with organizations and fundraisers, raising money for the community. It was all because these are things that I've experienced in my life that I wanted to give to my community so that they can see things in a better form in which I did. And so I just, again, my story is so extensive and it's still ongoing. Mm. Um, And in this book of life, and every day is a a test. You are presented with lessons and it is up to you to either learn from those tests and to pass those tests. Mm. You know, so Mm -hmm. I do this on a daily and it's more to my story. And yeah, that is my black star. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just. I know. <laughs> and that's just like you, just a piece of your story, just a quick snapshot yeah. of your life for our listeners to be able to hear and resonate and understand. And I am so grateful for, you know, that you had a community, you had karma. Like, mm-hmm. I really wish that more people will understand for queer people, especially for trans people, 
our community is literally we create it. We create yeah. our we create our family. Like it's it's girls that I haven't even like met in person where I'm just like, oh sis, I got you. What do you need? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Because if I have the access, if I have the privilege, if I have the ability to, I'm gonna do what I can to be able to assist you. Because if I'm holding if I'm if I'm trying to gatekeep and hold shit, be like, no, she gonna come for my gig. It's like, no, sis, like let me share this with you so you can come yeah. up too, so you can go and pass it on to somebody else. And yeah. I I love that you found that in community and now you want to so willingly give it back. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to think that life tried to humble you by any means necessary. It's like, I like to think of you, ex- you and being able to finally express your gender euphoria exactly how yeah. you wanted to. You was like, I finally got what I want. I'm turning the party. I am becoming that girl. I am everything that I ever wanted to be. So sometimes we as human beings just become susceptible to things that we overindulge in. We can get into, we can get involved in drugs. We can get involved in alcohol, all kinds of kind of extra shit that people be like, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And it's like, it's not bad. You just got to know how to manage your stuff. You just know how to make sure you control it and those kind of things to ensure that it doesn't inflict any harm. And yeah. you you got to a point where you said, no, this, 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 this ain't, this ain't doing it no more. This ain't giving yeah. what I thought it was supposed to give. And now I'm going to change my story. I'm going to change my narrative. I got to experience my euphoria and I'm so proud of myself and I celebrate it and I celebrate it a little bit too hard. Now I'm going to go ahead and turn myself around and get back to where I need to get back to. You found your home. You found the people who you trust, the people you confide in, and they built you up and they helped you grow to be exactly yeah. where you at now. And now you so easily and so willingly and so lovingly give back to the people that helped do yeah. that for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, who are we from the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I just and I just took my bows like two like two days ago. So I'm just like, don't cry, bitch. Don't cry. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take another quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna hear all the amazing things that Maya does in community and what she does in ballroom and how she got to be known as legendary. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, we are back again with the legendary Maya Basquiat. So, yes, yes, yes. So, I think by now all of our listeners know about the show Pose. Some of them have seen Paris is Burning, you know. Um, some of them have seen Leave It on the Floor. And, you know, they have a small idea and an understanding of what it, of what ballroom is and, and those kind of things. And I really, really want someone who's been in the culture because I, I, full disclosure, I know tidbits and pieces. And I, every time I go over to task force on the West side, the kids always be like, you need to walk realness. And I'd be like, I'm not going to subject myself to a chop like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to hurt my own feelings. <laughs> you know, so it's, I, I, I know a tinge and a touch and a little bit. And I was in a place of privilege where I felt like I didn't have to get into ballroom to find my family and to find that support. Um, but you had the, the luxury and the ability to find this family. So, um, 
can you please talk about ballroom and be as honest and, and as clear and as open as you can? Yes. Um, honestly speaking, I, I, every time I speak about ballroom, I speak about ballroom in a light of so many different things. Again, Maya actually would not be here as Maya had it not been from ballroom. I'll say that because I was interested introduced to ballroom again like at 17 mm-hmm. six, 17 I was just turning 17 uh, the first house I was in was called Bellagio okay. and I was walking realness you know um and I'm like oh I like realness but they vogue and I want to vogue you know yeah. I like to break it on sound you know and, and uh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna jump in real quick because okay mm-hmm. so realness obviously is a little archaic now. I think we kind of moving away from that. Maybe you can say yes or no to that. But from my knowledge, realness, of course, is as trans people specifically. So trans women and and I guess now we're starting to include, of course, trans men finally into things a lot more. Um, it's how well do you pass? How well do you look like a cisgender person is basically what realness is to my knowledge. And then, of course, you know, depending on what other part of the category it is, if it's like, um, if it's like schoolboy realness, if it's yeah. like, um, you know, executive realness, you have to look like you going to school if you a schoolboy, like you have to dress the part, carry yourself and act it out. And, um, and then of course, you know, if you do an executive, you got to look like you, you like you, the business girls, do you have the shoulder pads? Do you have the, do you have a briefcase? Like, are you do, are you delivering? Are you carrying? Like, are you giving it? So mm-hmm. like, you can correct me if I'm wrong or update yes. it if you won't. Yeah. So like with ballroom, everything is a character. You know what I mean? Each category, like realness itself is like a, a number of different realness um, categories. Um, trans men realness has, it, it's been around for a while, but it's just like, now you have more trans masculine identified individuals that are actually showing up in ballroom. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the, the the trans masculine community was like one of the ones that was in the cut. You know, they really mm-hmm. wasn't you know up in in the forefront like that. Right. But they are so awesome and amazing just to see them day transitions and things like that they are coming to the forefront and being more active in ballroom mm-hmm. um, which i love to see i love trans men and i love to see that more um resources and things are happening for them yeah why um but for trans women you have them queen realness you have drags realness and of course it is you just authentic supposed to be authentically you being yourself mm-hmm. you know if you are a, a woman you know it's showing that you grew as a woman your breasts your body your things you know mm-hmm. um but you are passing to look as a heterosexual cisgender woman mm-hmm. um i myself i'm not too big on um realness like that because i think that it causes a lot of division between uh, our community, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's our forms in, in female figure realness, what which we call it, femme queen realness, mm-hmm. drags realness, in ballroom, majority of the time it's like, okay, you surge or you got this or you got that. Mm-hmm. And then you have everyday realness of those who outside, you know, on a daily basis, oh, I could see a woman that looks like this. Right. So it's different forms um, of realness. You have big girl's realness. You know, you have big girl's face. Mm. You have, um, 
you know, Fem Queen performance, drags performance, big girls performance. So every aspect of ballroom, someone has a place, even women's. Mm-hmm. They have women's sex siren, women's runway. Um, you know, then you have best dress, you have um, women's performance, you know, you have all of these different places um, to where everyone has a spot in ballroom, which is why I love ballroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You learn so much along the way, just like with, with Pose. Pose, it, it, it highlighted a lot of things mm-hmm. from the culture of ballroom from that era mm-hmm. during the AIDS um, epidemic and all those things. You know, thank God we have grown from that and, and medications and, and healthcare has oh, changed so much. That's crazy. Um, you know, but I myself in that moment of coming into ballroom still was eligible to get that ballroom family experience, mm-hmm. you know, because again, that is how I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to sleep on people's floors. I, my, my gay parents, like I lived with them. Mm-hmm. They provided for me. They fed me, you know, they made sure I had clothes. They made sure I had food, all of those different things. Mm-hmm. But not only that, my mother, um, Ebony, um, she mm. is all, she's the reason why I even took the initiative to get into work mm-hmm. with the community. You know, she was the one who stayed on my ass. Like, girl, you need to do, you need to do this. You need to do that. You know, sounds like a mother. It, sounds like, yeah, a she taught me so much. Like, and being a woman, you need that. When you didn't have your biological mother, mm. you have found a, which I don't even call her my trans mother, I just call her my mother. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for term term purposes, like my, my gay mother, mm-hmm. you know, or my trans mother, she taught me so much how to not only be a woman authentically as a trans woman, but just as a woman, just period. Mm-hmm. You know, understand that you can go to work, you know, you can go get a job, you can coexist in life. You know, make sure you get your name changed. You need help getting your name changed. When I got castrated, mm. she was the one okay. who told me the processes. <laughs> she took me, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of these different things. And ballroom, you know, of course it has changed in time to where, you know, things are more televised. You know, right. you still have some of those family-oriented aspects. But I just... To me, I don't think it's the same as it, it was. The mm-hmm. you know you still get the experience to because it's now you go to Paris and have ballroom. You can go to right. Berlin to you know all these different places. You know the, to to travel and to get that ballroom experience. But nothing was like having that parental family oriented oh y'all meet up at the house we all gonna go to the ball together oh you don't got no place to go this is your sister this Mm -hmm. is your brother this is your auntie this is your uncle Mm -hmm. you know oh we all having family day like all these different that was what it meant to me Mm -hmm. and the unfortunate thing my gay father passed away um back it was like in november just recently and you know you never know how much ballroom and the family that you built play so much in your life mm-hmm. until that it's like, damn, I really want to be able to get advice or protection or love or comfort from this person. Mm-hmm. Each day you want to call them, but they're not there. Um, ballroom has built, honestly built me up, you know, and it has 
put me in a place to where I was great, you know? Mm -hmm. I was the hot thing in that moment, you know? But then someone else came along and they was the hot thing, but that's ballroom. I wouldn't change it for for the world. Like the experience and, and meeting people on a daily basis, you know, Every weekend is a ball. You have the experience to go somewhere traveling, you know, but also just learning your talents and being yourself and having that character. The ballroom is a character. Mm -hmm. You know, it is Hollywood for us. We have award ceremonies. Right. You know, we are now in awards ball season. Um, We have Midwest Awards Ball coming up in June, like all these different things. And ballroom now to see it on television it's a little bit washed down. I mean, they don't give it everything because if, if they if you've never let let me just jump in here real quick. I remember and uh, full disclosure, like I just when I went to the painted ball. Mm-hmm. Um, were you there at the painted ball? Is I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I've been to the ones the one in the past. Yeah. Okay. I went there and it was just like, you know, how they painted on TV is cute and it's nice. But I'm just like the arguing, the fighting, the drama, all the oh, the, the all the, the girls in the bathroom <laughs> cussing out the judges being like, how they gonna do this? And they don't even know realness. They just giving it to her because blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just like, I was like, oh, this is right. <laughs> It, it felt so good to be in that space because it would felt like authentic if it was black and, and, and Latinx, like trans and queer people just like literally turning the party at every turn. Mm-hmm. Like the, the royalty, the legendary status of so many folks that were there. It was, it was nothing like being in the space, in the energy. And, um, like you mentioned already, is so many categories that people was walking and it was so much talent on display. And I'm just like, okay, this Ain't is... no shade, like ballroom shade. Oh, baby. And, <laughs> and, and and I think my favorite thing about it is it's like, it be direct. It, and, and, <laughs> no, and there is no filter. There's no maybe. It's no sorta. It's no kinda. It's like, this is it from the gate. This is what, it's, this is what you're about to get in. The girls were 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 <laughs> the girls are fighting like it was it was very that and it is nothing like going you know and so not that I'm inviting everybody who listened to this to go to a ball but because that's it's still very sacred and special to many folks in our community obviously um, to folks who pioneered it much. Uh, much earlier than we did uh, and then our existence in the 70s going into the 80s and the 90s is when it really kind of like you know the 80s and 90s really, really honed in on itself in the um in New York and really blew up into what it is yeah and so um you know not that everybody needs to go but when you see it on television even stuff like um RuPaul's Drag Race it's it's condensed down, it's washed down from what it is. It's digestible for people who aren't a part of our community to yeah. understand it. And, yeah. um, you know, oftentimes, like, even my, my biological mother, she, she'll she just be like, why are y'all always so evil and mean to each other? I'm like, what do you mean <laughs> evil and mean? And, she, and she'll be like, y'all just say horrible shit to each other. She won't say shit because she's too safe. But... <laughs> <laughs> she'll be she'll be like y'all just call each other bitches and 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 y'all be like ooh the cunts and da 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 and I'll just be like 
that's just how we talk to each other. We just, you'll know if, you'll know if a girl coming for you for real. You will yeah. know. Like, you hear the intention, you hear the language, but when you pick up your phone and you be like, hey, girl, they be like, bitch, guess what? That's just normal conversation. Yeah. That's so regular degular. And, and even even if you have, like, some form of shade involved, like, I, we do it all the time. Like, when you battling a person, you know, on in that moment on the floor, it's it's about the win. It's competition. Because you have to also mm-hmm. think, we as, as queer gay trans people, it's, it's, we're competitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you're at, at a ball, it's a competition. And sometimes the categories be $10,000, $15,000, you know, something like they had to move lead ball in New York one time. It was a $10,000 face. You know, and you put a lot of a lot of money go into ballroom, mm-hmm. traveling, clothes, especially if you're a legend. Girl, I can't wear the same thing. Oh, baby, they baby, will drag can, you. It's a one and done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like when you now you got skincare um, routines and regiments, you gotta do nails, feet, eyelashes, eyebrows, and then this is a whole weekend of things. And every weekend is something, it's a big weekend, so it's parties, it's clubs, it's not even including spending money. So now you're going shopping for each outfit for each time. Mm-hmm. You know, ballroom it is it's expensive, but I do I I, I do recommend people to, if you would like to see the authentic form of ballroom, get you get, get out there, go to a ball. You know, it's a great experience. It's fun. You know what I mean? And it again, it shows so much talent, beauty, style, fashion, mm-hmm. all of these different things. And you learn a lot. You know what I mean? There's some really smart, intelligent, queer business owners mm-hmm. and makeup artists and all of these different things. Oh, let me say this. Let me be, let's be very clear too. All the, all the girls, like Queen Mother Beyonce, Rihanna, Cardi, Nikki, all those women that we be like, you know, on social media that be giving people the ooh, ah, ah, there is some gay boy. There is some, uh, there's one of the girls painting her, designing Mm -hmm. her, styling her. That is our culture. We are passing and giving on to them and they get to benefit from our knowledge our expertise our skills that we have built and so just because they get to represent it in a in a way that's digestible for the masses but if we went out there and turned it like that they would just be like well you're not a man you're still a man anyway or you know it's Mm -hmm. it's so much we can look 10 times better. That's what you you was talking about. Like you have to work 10 times harder to prove yourself just to be like, I'm just as good as a cis black woman. And now it's like, now I have to work even harder because I'm also trained. Like it's so much nuance and so many layers. So don't be fooled. All them girls that's getting painted up there. All (laughs) like all the girls that's doing the work. I shout out to all of them because they are doing great work because those, those women are looking stunning but let's just be clear about that because that's something important that people be taking for granted. That's why that's why all the real housewives and all the all the girls be like, oh, I'd be like, I'm throwing shade now. It's like, girl. Yeah, it's the terminology. The, they all use the terminology. The language and the stuff that we create call and be like, the girls. And now they just mm-hmm. be like, or they be like, the dolls. I'm like, oh, baby, but you're not. But, but, it be the, it be the, the, um, What's the tea? It be that for me, right? <laughs> it's like I like I get it. I understand. It's like, but but you don't though, because you wouldn't be saying doll if you knew what it was. 
Mm-hmm. You're just saying it just arbitrarily because you heard your gay friends say it, but, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, or your stylist or your designer saying now it's all popularized, but you won't give us our things. You won't give us our roses. You won't, or more importantly, you won't fund us. You won't give us our money so our school systems will be better so the kids can have a good education and so they can grow up and feel safe and affirmed in their environment. Like, mm-hmm. if you was really about the things... You will fucking do it, but that's that's a whole nother thing. So I want to go back because I didn't took us all off the rails. I'm sorry. So you was you obviously uh, voguing. So yes. you say you fem queen voguing. So let's let's talk about that 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 build up that growth that that magnanimous power that you possess. Yes. So I am legendary for fem queen performance. Um, I was deemed in. 2018, I think. It's been a few years. Um, I was deemed in Atlanta mm. um, by my father, Andre, icon, pioneer, Hall of Famer, Andre. Miss um, Rahi, when I was um, with Miss Rahi, I was with Miss Rahi for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was state to state. And, and again, becoming a legend, it doesn't just happen. You know, I had been walking balls since I was, again, like 17, 18, but being noticed like 18, 19, all those things. I was a Balenciaga for five years. I was in the house of Chanel, Mm -hmm. the house of Ivisu, um, Lavin, you know, a a number of different houses to where I created my resume. And what comes with the resume is when we say a ballroom season, I mean, award season, um, award season is what all that you have done. Yeah, you can win grand prizes and, and and which is like money and stuff like that. But not only do you win money, but you also get put down to be up for of the year. Mm. You know, so now you have bragging rights to save a bitch. All the work that I put in, all of the wins that I put in, it showed that I was that girl for that year. So I am of the year. They're just like in the pageant world when they get them crowns. You, all, all the work that you put in is not just because is to get those other years, is to get those accolades, is to build that resume up. So then once you have put in the years and you have won all these balls and you have became a presence in ballroom mm-hmm. and you have created a lane to where people know who you are state to state, people respect you when they calling you out for legend statements and stars, they they going up for you, they clapping for you. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you have set the, the tone and the standard for your category. So now when the conversation comes up about legends and icons, your name is in that number of question and it is put down and you are giving your just dues or as we like to say, roses, mm-hmm. because you have put in the work. And a lot of that comes with effects, getting effects made, bringing a category how you need to bring it, having good sportsmanship, exuding and, and, and presenting and, you know, giving all of that character that's judged when you battling, you giving it your all, mm-hmm. you having fun with it. But ballroom positions you to showcase your talent Mm. work for everything that you want and this is why I love ballroom because it seems as if it's just all bills and whistles peaches and cream this that the other but ballroom really shows you how to be consistent 
driven and go for a goal that you want mm-hmm. and put forth your creativity, put your mind to something, you know, and that is how I utilize my mindset in ballroom and I use it on the daily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to get this position. So I'm going to put, put forth the effort. I'm going to look the part. I'm going to go in at this time. I'm going to do this because the same thing, if you can't do the same thing in real life as you do in ballroom, your priorities is backwards. Mm. Come on. Let's be clear. So whatever I put in into ballroom, I'm going to put in into um, the real world. If I'm getting dressed to impress for ballroom, I'm going to get my ass up and get dressed to impress and go into there and clock the dollar. Hello. You know what I mean? If, I, if, I, if I'm putting that I want to get of the year and I'm walking all these balls state to state, I want this promotion. So I'm going to make sure that I'm completing my task on hand. You know, every I utilize everything as a learning experience. And mm-hmm. I think that ballroom um, shows us that. So again, me being a legend in ballroom, it's a title, but it was a title that I worked damn hard for. Yeah. It is a title that positioned me to where I started throwing my own ball. Me and Karma started throwing a ball. And of course the pandemic happened, mm. you know, and we was unable to do our third one, but we threw a ball together successfully two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are getting ready. Well, we talked about bringing it back as well because the community loved it. And the good thing about that ball was we got other community-based organizations involved in the city to be able to table and to show to display their resources for community. And it'd be a completely free weekend for community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't just be a legend and just sit there. I be a legend and take that title and utilize it. Mm. So yeah. I love Ogan. Y'all can Google me on, on YouTube. Google me on YouTube. Y'all can look me up on YouTube and baby, see how I get the hell and, and, and come out and, and watch <laughs> and watch the doll turn the party like because I'm this is this is I'm I'm pretty okay at at dancing, but I feel like. I don't know. Like, I just can't get it like that. So I'm like, I'm always amazed and flabbergasted and just like astonished at how graceful and how beautiful and how, you know, voguing has come to this place. Because, you know, of course, it was the old way before and now it's evolved into this dramatic style where people doing these death defying stunts and I'd be like, they're going to break their ankles, Jesus. They're going to be done snap their neck. I've broke my ankle before. Trust me. See, Mm-mm. bless your heart, your ministry. I could never. So <laughs> I, I, um, I just admire that. And like, you know, so I know even within every category is so vast and so different. And so are you, are you just femme queen Vogue overall? Cause I, I honestly wouldn't know, but, or is it like dramatic or you do soft and cunt? Like which one do you specialize? So I, I used to be, um, like I used to be what they call like we call it kind of pussy dramatic so it's mm. like I'm fit like I'm fishy and I'm like I'm, I'm I, I learned from like older like female figures film queen performers mm. like the the posture of your the your hips the breakdown breaking of your wrist you know mm-hmm. the mannerisms you know body and you know all the things so I learned from a different area a different era excuse me of performing as a um, film queen mm-hmm. um, 
So I would I would say that I'm considered like a soft, like, you know, performer, but I perform. Mm. You know, you have some girls that are just soft and they bold, and you have some girls that are soft and they perform. Like you entertain, you have fun with it. You know what I mean? And some girls they have precision, they have the preciseness, they have all the things. So I'm a I'm a bit of both, you know, but if I have to get busy. And I have to dance. Please be prepared. Okay. I don't mind combination in your ass. Okay. I will give you a combination plate in a minute. Okay. I had a combo with extra. <laughs> a combo with extra cheese. Cheese all through the bitch. You me? Hello. And so <laughs> I, and so for me, whenever I watch, you know, you'll be on Instagram and you'll be like, you'll see Cunty Vogue, you'll see Dramatic Vogue. And I just be scrolling through. I'll be like, oh my goodness. And I know for me, when I just see the girls, I just be so soft and they just, yeah. they move like liquid. I just be like, oh my Lord. I, it gets me. It gags me. I just be like, that's how soft and supple I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> like like full tea like that's like that's like that's exactly how I vision myself but I'm just like girl we don't have it we oh we ain't got them bones no more <laughs> yeah. so um thank you so much for talking about ballroom and there's obviously so there's so much more ingrained in it it's at at the crux of it it's a family it's it's where we built our families um as black and queer lgbtq plus people and you know, even there's even even I have like gay kids that'd be like, oh mama this and mama that. I'd be like, don't don't do that. But of course they've been calling me that for like the last five years. So I'm just like, girl, I guess I guess we gotta be with it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, we build our own families, we create that. And so even within that, we wanna oh we want to up, uh, uplift and affirm um those kids that didn't have those opportunities and i'm so proud of these next kids that's coming forward that's gonna take the mantle and turn this shit to something even bigger and better um and so before we go to the last thing i want to talk about i just want to get your take and you can be as honest as you want um and your thoughts about the show legendary um i, I believe that it is uh, a good experience for um Folks to showcase their talent. I think that um, I would li- I would like to see more of the personal life experience mm-hmm. and not just the competition side. Um, I, w- I, w- I want it to be more authentic. I will say that, but I do think that it's a good experience, um, and I, I do believe that because I don't know like all of the the jish of it mm-hmm. but seeing I think that it's a good experience and I would like to see more of the story mm. for those young people and for people that get involved but other than that I like it I mean I've watched it I watch it my brother um who is the founding father of the house of basket Deshaun Wesley whoop, whoop. shout out to Deshaun um, <laughs> he is the host of that show so yeah I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. And so I already just knew from watching, I'm just like, okay, this is going to have to be the, that, that story, that desire, that, that, um, emotional, like, let's actually connect to these people on TV. You know, mm-hmm. we don't get enough of it. I, I agree. I don't think we get enough of it when we watch the show. And I, I already knew like they're going to be focusing and centering mostly on the performance aspect and all that kind of drama that comes with TV and stuff like that. So I do want us, like you mentioned, to get to like, who is this person? Why are they struggling? Yeah. And, you know, let's, 
you know, what did they sacrifice to be here? You know, I think that is so important to the story and stuff like that. So, um, obviously season three just got announced. Do you have like a house you being like, okay, this the one for me? Like who you, who you got a team? No, I honestly, I have not, like I've seen the houses that was presented. Um, I'm really excited to see that they have like Kiki houses, which is like the, the other part of our room. It's like a whole different side of our room with the more, with the younger, um, folks and some seasoned folks are over there, but to see them, because the Kiki seen us some talented little bitches. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> so um, to see that, I'm really excited to see, but I haven't seen anything, so I don't know what's what's gonna happen. So I'm just really excited. So once I get to the first episode, then I can see like what it's gonna hit for. <laughs> okay, I can't wait because I just, I think I literally think actually this episode we're recording right now. I think it's gonna actually come out the day before. So we gonna we gonna awesome. see what it's gonna give. Um, and so I, the last thing I want to talk about is the work you do in community. And that's how yes. we actually met. And you already yes. kind of mentioned it beforehand. So can you talk a little bit about the work that you do and, and, and all those lovely things, please? Yes. So I've worked on a number of different projects. I work, I coach here with Ship Center on Halsteads, um, Night Oscars, and raising funds for continuance of services. Um, I've done a domestic violence awareness event with University of Chicago Medicine. I worked, um, with me and myself and Karma through a prevention ball weekend Mm -hmm. that highlighted sexual health prevention, mental health and behavioral health, domestic violence awareness resources, um, working with Chicago Department of Public Health. Um, I co-chaired, um, with Chicago Department of Public Health's Cohesive Council, which is the Chicago Area HIV Integrated Service Council. I sat on, um, and I say I have sat because my chairs was up, but I still work closely to create space and to make sure that we are keeping that focus on those needed areas. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with the um, the Indian Homelessness Coalition here in Chicago to um, continue building revenue for the Indian Homelessness um, uh, struggles. I am currently the Behavioral Research Assistant here at Lord Children's Hospital um, in the Division of Adolescent Medicine, um, working on a project called Life Skills. Uh, Life Skills was originally a group-based um, program that started out at Broward Youth Center um, some over 15 years ago, mm. and um, it was very effective. I, I myself, um, at the age of 18, went through that program, mm-hmm. and the program is, then it was about teaching barriers and how to coexist as a trans woman, mm-hmm. and how to administer um, um, hormones replacement therapy, which is hormones, you know, mm-hmm. how to safer sex practices, um, you know, uh, safer use kits, all these different things, Narcan, all these different things to teach you. Mm-hmm. And the program was so effective that a group of researchers wanted to make it a more national study. So now mm-hmm. we are Life Skills Mobile and we're able to reach a number of different areas, you know, mm-hmm. all over. Um, the United States to get this um, this uh, study out there. Mm-hmm. And now we're utilizing the study to see if it is effective in protecting young trans femme and young trans women against the, um, the infection of HIV. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we are looking to um, take in about 5,000 trans women nationally throughout the United States and um, get them engaged into this study. They, we have the Life Skills mobile app that, you know, um, educate them on um, sexual health prevention, um, all these different things. And of course it is incentivized. Um, it's a four year program um, that we consistently follow up with you. We send you um, at home HIV test that we send out to you um, and you administer the HIV test over um, like a Zoom, secure Zoom meeting with a research researcher. Mm-hmm. And um, we, you don't have to send anything back to us, of course, and we just go through the process and we get you engaged into care if you were tested positive and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we incentivize you with a number of different, um, a number of different um, electrical gift cards and things like that, mm-hmm. and all different t- type of things that we do to ensure that our community is protected and that we have effective resources. So I'm really excited to be a part of this program for this study mm-hmm. and to really um, work with community and offering this because like I said, I went through it and it's effective and, um, you know, we look into uh, screen and enroll many, many more trans folks. So if you're interested in being involved in that um, study, please feel free. Um, you can either A, um, email me um, at Maya, M- oh, no, it's not Maya, Jesus, M-Y Brown, B-R-O-W-N at Lori Children's um, dot O-R-G, or I can send over the email, the flyer to you and probably connect it all in. Yeah, completely. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And I love that you're doing all this work and, Again, we've already talked about how the things that we face as trans people, the intersections, and even at the very beginning of this conversation, bringing your full self to everything. And when you bring those, your the fullness of yourself to things, you gotta sometimes you gotta jump over some obstacles. Sometimes you gotta maneuver and work around some shit. We've been talking about this whole time, and it's like HIV is one of those things that plagues our community still, and we've got it under a much more manageable control because of programs like this. And we're able to um, work and facilitate and create these things for ourselves so we won't have to rely on the resources of other folks in order to be able to do it. And um, helping get access to housing and and, and stability and food and things like that. So um, I will definitely, please do, and uh, I'll put your course, your contact information once we get that in a minute. But you please send me that link and whatever other links and resources you may have so I can yes. put in the description. So y'all can go down there into this description on this episode and click and get access to things that, that Maya has presented in, in this conversation, as well as other stuff that you know she may not have mentioned that she may think of. It may be opportunities and resources down there that can help benefit and help you grow and move forward, particularly if you're a Black trans femme. Um, so I, I really, uh, really appreciate that. And so um, is there anything you'd like to say here at the very end? Because you you've been dropping gems this whole time, Pasta. And, <laughs> and I, I am so blessed and so happy to have been able to have this conversation with you. Oh, for sure. I just want to say thank you um, again from the moment hearing you speak that day at the Trans Visibility event, um, 
you speak so um, fluent and amazing and just to exude such greatness and you're so radiant and amazing. So I thank you for allowing me space into your platform and um, continue to do everything that you're doing. And this is just the beginning of so much more that is to come for you in this platform. Um, and I just hope that everything that you're presenting to community, um, that, that you all out there listening, take this in, not only this moment, but every moment that you have the opportunity to hear um, a voice on this platform, to utilize the information and to make it your own and to live by self and love self and protect and, you know, take care of self. Um, I think that is so much more out here for work for us to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so much space out here for us to do it together. So again, thank you. And um, make sure you all check out the study if you need um, support and conversation. If you would like for me to be on your platform as well, just reach out. Of course. So if they wanted to reach out to you, um, what social media handles do you want to drop down? So I'm going to add this in the bottom too for people. Yes. So my social media handles, I have Facebook, um, and that is Maya, M-Y-A-H, last name Brown, the regular way, B-R-O-W-N, as well, Instagram, Maya, M-Y-A-H, Brown, B-R-O-W-N. Um, and if you're unable to locate me on Instagram through that um, name, you can go Maya, M-Y-A-H, underscore doll, D-O-L-L. So, yeah. Feel free to reach out and thank you again. Thank you. You're amazing. So much. Thank you. Thank you. And for all the wonderful things you said, this has been such a blessing. I'm going to just float away after this because this has been so like, <laughs> um, thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode of black to the future. Please go down to the, um, and, uh, click all the links and follow Maya, support her and all the things that she's got going on or forward the information to somebody who may need it. Um, and then also, you know, give us those five stars. We really, really like that. That would be fantastic. Um, and share this podcast with the friend. Um, we really appreciate it. And y'all make sure y'all watch Legendary on HBO Max when, after this episode, come out and start getting to it and start seeing the small (laughs) snippets of Ballroom. It's season three, so you might want to go back and start at season one and watch how it's grown. It was a little crunchy at the beginning, but but she done grew up. Crunchy, it's the crunchy, but she done grew up a little bit now. So, um, and I want to shout out to my co-host who couldn't be here. Shout out to Mab, I love you so much. Um, you are everything, and I will see y'all next time on another lovely episode of Black to the Future. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all black to the future. future.